iTunes for metronome, you don't find anyone until now. <laughs> until now, the Raswell Metronome Podcast. <laughs> so, I got a metronome question for you. All right. You know what, actually, speaking of which, um, now nah, I was pretending I was a caller. <laughs> hey, glad to be on. So, I got a metronome question. No, um, anyway, I was thinking we should, this season, we should do uh, calls from the listeners. We I know. Do that. You want to do that. You keep asking me. Let I know, me... but we should really figure out how to do that for this season. You want to know what, Gray? We can discover this process and figure it out together. <laughs> oh, come on, man. We are not. It's like, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to discover things with you. I just want to, I don't want to like feel our way around stuff. I don't want to discover. I want to just do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> You, you want no foreplay. You just want to do I don't it. Want to, no, I do not want to discover or feel our way around anything. Speaking of discovering, did you watch the reboot of Beaches on Lifetime? <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you not text me about <laughs> about that? I did not see. I didn't see it was even on. Who played Barbara Hershey? Uh, I think uh, Adele Mazim, as uh, John oh. Travolta would say. <laughs> Oh man! And who played Bette Midler? Uh, oh wait, no, that would have been Midler. I don't know. They, I, I don't know who the other one was. It was on Lifetime, for God's sakes. I just, I just googled Beaches remake, and Google said, "Did you really just ask <laughs> for Beaches remake? <laughs> are you, are you really sure?" Oh, good size. Well, what I was saying is that we can figure out the caller stuff together because we're going to be hanging out in spring training, Gray. Are you excited for spring training? Metronome. Wow, that was some quality podcasting right there. (laughs) Uh, Don't don't be afraid of the silences. That's That's where I draw my inspiration. Um, so we're going to be in Phoenix for spring training in Arizona, Friday, March 3rd through Sunday, March 5th. Well, we'll, we'll see how late we're going to games on Sunday. But 
Uh, we're going to be there over that weekend, so if you want to come out and watch baseball with us, I'll be sure to you know put in the comments if you're going, and I'll tweet where we're going to be, and you can and stalk us right now. Nice. You can hang out. I mean, we could go to we can go to dinner and bars. I don't care. We can do whatever. We, if you got if someone if people come out there, we can hang out all weekend. It's not like we got anything else going on. That's true. I don't really know what <laughs> I to. Mean, I don't, I know it's like you're you're supposed to play hard to get in these sort of weird situations where you're inviting people to something, but we got nothing going on. Just no, come out, we'll yeah. hang out. Tell us where to go. Tell us you want to <laughs> hang out in that weird alleyway on Thirteenth Street. We'll be there. Uh, we could, um, yeah, we can also do. Uh, we could take a poll or something to figure out which game to go to if if there's more than if there's more than three people going. Well, if there's only three of us, then we're probably we're just gonna discuss it amongst us three. But uh, if we get over maybe ten, we'll do a poll. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spam it with uh, Brewers games every time. Brewers, uh, Brewers, Brewers. We're, we're definitely gonna have to see the Brewers, aren't we? Uh, at least once. Come on. I don't know. Actually, I wouldn't mind that because I I do like uh, I like the Brewers individually, uh, especially hitter wise. It's just their pitching that's a total mess. Uh, well, Josh Hader, maybe we'll be able to see a Hader aid game. Yeah, no, that would be cool for me, uh, especially because I have him on my uh, keeper in my NL only keeper. Oh. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep him yet, though. But as of right what? now. Why would you no, not keep him? I, I do. Now, I, I've been debating it. And actually, like, uh, Ralph is, he's really, I mean, Ralph's great. Ralph and Help. Ralph say, and Help. Uh, both, they are really great. I am I was listening to their podcast, uh, the Razzball Prospect podcast the other day. And they're really, like, they have a good rapport. I don't know what happened with us. <laughs> we're like, uh. so we're, we need like maybe we'll go to therapy in Phoenix. We need like we need therapy or counseling, something to to build a better rapport. Me and you, we got. Oh, that's a, number one. No more God. That hurts the rapport. That's where the rapport it hits against the, the it butts the head of the rapport. The gong. Uh, did you listen to the Ralph and Hout podcast when I was on it, talking Brewers? I did. Oh, I did. that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. I listened to it. Um, yeah, the Brewers prospects don't really interest me all that much, but I did re- listen to it. I was oh, interested in hearing about uh, Brinson and um, which who else? Uh, Hater's but, good. Yeah, Hater, Hater, right. Oh, yeah, those um, are the guys that are close. especially because yeah. I have uh, – I'm pot committed with possibly keeping him, but yeah, no, I, I like the, uh, uh the, their names though. Like maybe it's just, ha- uh, Ralph, Halp, Ralph, Ralph. Maybe they should just go by Ralph. Oh my God. They're like Benefer, but it's like, it's too, it's too similar. You know, Ralph and Halp. <laughs> Ralph and Ralph. It is a tongue twister. You it need is. a good uh you need a good flow to get through their names yeah. a couple times. Um anyway. Yeah, no, I like uh I'll definitely be down to go see the Brewers in uh Phoenix. I think we went to see them last year. I'd be happy to, uh, because I do like I like their hitters a lot. I just don't want to see like Willie Peralta or no. Mac Arsa. I know. No yeah. one no one does. I agree with no, you. No, I know. I of course, yeah. Um well, what what do you think about speaking of because uh, I've been doing my rankings on the uh, site. What do you think about the catcher situation? You think they're going to Suxic? Suxic? 
Yeah, I think they want uh they want Su they're gonna give Susak Susak now you're making me say stuff all sorts of wrong. Thanks a lot, Gray. Yeah, I think they'll want to give Susak the uh majority of starts. They traded for Jet Bandy to be the yeah, uh, no, I know defender that. guy. But yeah. uh I think Susak plays, you know, about two thirds of them and Bandy the other third. I think there could be something there for even 12-team leagues if uh, suck-ass or suck-it, 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 that's a, a Jewish holiday. Um, anyway, yeah, so enough with the pros. Please, let's move on. Go ahead. Uh, you started it. Uh, I also want to mention I will be in Florida from uh, Wednesday, March 8th to Friday, March 10th catching some games over there i have no idea how the florida layout works i know their their stadiums are more spread out but i'll be down there in florida during the week uh because i'm going on a full spring training week across the nation it's gonna be fun greg yeah now we should also say that uh in phoenix uh probably rudy rudy gamble the one and only will probably be there um ralph of ralph and halp <laughs> I'm hoping help comes. Maybe help comes, yeah. Yeah, I, help would be great. I, they really got to figure out their names now. Um, <laughs> and other other uh, other writers from Rasball will be there too. And then in Florida, you're meeting up with uh, Slim with from Slim. basketball, right? Yeah, 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 Slim from the basketball podcast. He plays baseball, doesn't write for baseball, but if you uh, want to check out what Slim's like, listen to the basketball podcast. We uh, we just recorded one right before this. this is a this is a podcast-heavy day for me. Uh, no, no wonder why your energy sounds down. Hey, that's not yeah, it's true. Right. Why? That's rude. No, I'm saying you gotta be. You're up. You're not up. You, you, you gotta tell me how to punch up. You didn't. I didn't even get to talk about Joe Ross yet. There we go. That'll get our energy up. Woo! Oh, pass, pass the Molly. Here. <laughs> Give me some MDMA, baby. Oh. Yeah, I spell out the whole acronym. Oh, this is gonna be an emotional roller coaster because uh, my first part of news for baseball is obviously another way too young death in the sport. Uh, Jordana Ventura dies in a car accident in the Dominican Republic. Uh, it's awful news. This is happening too often to too many people. Yeah. No. Agreed. Yeah, it's terrible. I would, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, it's like, it's terrible. It, it's awful. There's no, there's no way, nice way to put it. I mean, you never want to see anyone that young, 25, even if you yeah. didn't play base, even if you didn't play baseball. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so yeah, you know, that's a, <laughs> wow, what a bummer that was. I told yeah. you this is going to be an emotional roller coaster ride. <laughs> jeez, jeez, hold on a second. I got to. I gotta go. I gotta. No, it's just I was cutting onions. I went. Stop. I know. Uh, But yeah, 25 years old, had so much talent. You know, maybe it really could have turned into that ace pitcher he flashed at times. And uh, here's another reason why fantasy sports is awesome. If because if you owned Ventura in leagues, I know he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with his fieriness and hitting people, but. I, I remember I picked up Ventura in, you know, keeper leagues when he was starting to really come on in the minors right before he got called up, and you just feel like you have a connection with some of these players that you, you don't get if you don't play fantasy sports. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if you're a Royals fan, you probably have a connection well, well, with yeah, some well, of yeah. these guys. I mean, for, uh, for someone not on your team, 
on your, uh, on your the, like, uh, TV yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, agreed, yeah, no, I, um, what I was going to say, though, with the whole, you know, like, I was, you know, I made fun of before, but I make fun of every player on the site, and, uh, you know, it's all in good fun, um, but he was fiery, and, you know, he was, he did like to pick a fight with a lot of players, which I actually, I appreciate, I wish more players were, you know, showed that kind of emotion, and I'm all for doing, you know, it, it gets the fans excited, and, you know, it may, maybe it's not the best publicity, but it's some publicity for the sport, which is, oh, I don't know, I think, I hate to be like, hey, let's make it like a MMA or WWE or something, but it's, I think it's always good when people get fired up and start Benches, benches, clearing brawls and all that. You know, it's I, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good for the sport in a lot of ways. You know, it's it's it, it gets people fired up yeah. and it's show it show, I prefer that than you know when someone hits a home run and the first baseman pats the hitter on the ass as they're going around the bases. It's like that's BS. Yeah. Like uh, you should be playing to win, not playing. You know, I understand everyone's friends. Uh, in real world, in real life, but once you're on the field, I prefer a super competitive, crazy uh, Giordano Ventura over you know a lot of the guys who are just like you know chit chatting at first and you know like uh, Sean Casey meets Joey Votto kind of crap. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's actually who was in the reboot of Beaches. It was uh, Joey Votto <laughs> and Sean Casey. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I really, I can't miss, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> uh, Andy Marte also passed away in the same country on the same day and also a car accident, but a different one. So uh, two, two lives lost, too, too young in uh, the baseball world. But uh, now let's cheer back up, Gray. we got lots more to talk about. Edwin Encarnacion, I want to hear, say his name with all his syllables. I saw this in a comment recently. Uh, Edwin and Carcion? No, no, you missed a syllable. In Jeopardy, they wouldn't give it to you. And Carnarcion. You had one extra letter. That's a lot better than missing a whole syllable. (laughs) Edward and Carnarcion. You're getting colder. You're getting colder. Actually, you know what? I would have to hear it from him before I right. like, before I totally disregard it in Canarcion own. Uh, he gets signed by the Indians. Man, the Indians are going to look like a scary team. Uh, took the took the Cubs to seven games, and then they add Incarnacion. So, what do you make yeah, of him? They should have uh, done this last. They should have done this last year. Did they have um, a chance to get him? Yeah, that was really. I guess they had the Na- uh, Napoli. Um, somehow, Napoli had a good season, even though you know he was older. And well, Incarcion is old too. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that necessarily means anything. But yeah, Napoli had a uh, like a career season practically to uh, help uh, buoy the uh, the Indians last year. I thought going into last year, I thought they were going to have the best AL pitching, which. I think they might have, um, but I thought their hitting was just so weak, um, you know. But then Santana, he uh, he had a good season. He came around finally. Uh, Lindor, obviously, uh, Kipnis had a great season. Um, what you call it? And uh, guys filled in for like Brantley, uh, Jose Ramirez came out of nowhere. But anyway, 
I I like Edwin. I just don't think he's anything more than mm, for comparison's sake, I'll say like a like Trumbo. Um, you know, he's got he's got issues. He's older, he could break down, he's uh he's nothing but power, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But thirty five homers, two sixty average, um, from Incarcion. So I would say, you know, good. Uh, just outside of the top 20 overall for me, uh, a top five first baseman. Uh, I feel like the first baseman. We're gonna, I'm sure we're gonna go around every position at some point soon on a different podcast. But yeah, I'd say Incarcion is 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 good, solid enough. Um, I think he's him and a bunch of guys at first base are you know just one season away from being considered really past their prime uh, in a big way, like, uh, for instance, Votto, uh, Hanley. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some guys, uh, uh, pool holes. There's a bunch of guys that have gotten old at first base, and Edwin's at the top of that heap, but still still there, yeah. uh, barely. So okay. I like it. I don't I – don't, I don't. I think if anything, it's probably a uh, push for value from uh, Blue Jays to Indians. But yeah. yeah, he's fine. Agree with that. Agree with everything you said. Uh, the one thing I'll note is his uh, walk rate stayed high last year, but ever since he got to the Blue Jays, strikeout rate between fourteen and sixteen percent every single season, like clockwork. Uh, but nineteen point seven percent last year. So the K's went up a little bit. Little concerning for someone that's thirty four. Yeah, agreed. And and up um up to the point where noticeably up. Not not just a uh, a a bare a, a bare minimum push up. I mean, we're talking about a decent size like, you know, up up. <laughs> and up up. Oh my god. A, I think my uh, um words uh, have abandoned me. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like it was a, a pretty large drop off in his uh uh, plate discipline and um you know uh he he's he, he swung a lot uh and missed quite a bit more than he had in the previous five six years yeah. so yeah i i would i'm concerned that's why uh i feel like he's going he's on the downswing but you know like i said previously he still has power i i think he's still i think he's still going to be fine um to give you a totally apples and oranges comparison, think of uh, like David Price. He was, you know, he was on, he was good, uh, but definitely off from how he previously had been last year. I think we might see that from Edwin this year. It, a good, but but off from previous seasons. I could see that too. Uh, real quick, you mentioned that uh, Cleveland best pitching. In the uh, AL, they actually uh, team three eighty four ERA. Do you know who was number one in the AL in ERA last year? It's uh, mind boggling. I could take a couple guesses if you you're, want. You're not gonna get it, but go ahead. Um, Rays. No, Rays were uh, awful. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I when you said I'm not gonna get it, that made me want to really like go. <laughs> real screwy uh mariners no no seattle was third right behind cleveland so close um ooh, i you know I, astros maybe no they were uh fifth yep um god who is uh uh i'm trying to think of uh 
close to playoff teams, if not uh, playoff. They're, they're um, a playoff Boston? Team. I don't, uh, I don't Boston know, man. I have no, it, I was, no uh, it was the Blue Jays with the 3-7-8 ERA in Rogers yeah, Center. It's a pretty terrible ERA for uh, the best AL. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's what team What the ERA. Cubs? Under 3-2? Uh, yeah, 3-1-5. And then number <laughs> number two that's was... insane! I know, number two was the uh, Nationals at 3-51. So the Cubs were, you know, <laughs> like, almost half a run better than everyone else. That's, that's unbelievable. That's crazy. And you know what the... Um, well, uh, yeah, I can't even really say that. I was going to say it shows you how much a uh, a good bullpen can even, uh, you know, help with the ERA because, you know, the Cubs had – but the Cubs had great everything. They they had a great uh, pitching staff too last year. Yeah. So I can't even say that. But they uh, – yeah, I mean – Araldus definitely didn't hurt there from when he came in, but they also had, you know, obviously uh, Hendricks. <laughs> when yeah. you have a barely two ERA in uh, almost 200 innings, it's really going to do a lot. And when your starters uh, all stay healthy almost the whole season. Yeah, and even when, even like your worst starter, who's la- lackey maybe? Uh, Hamill is probably the worst. And Hamill okay. was awesome. And, and he had an ERA of what, 3-5? Yeah, it was good for a while until he kind of fell apart late, and as, right. as he always does. But That's crazy, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, there you go. Uh, another power hitter going to stay with the Blue Jays, former Encarnacion teammate Jose Bautista is going to stay in Toronto, took a one-year deal. Because he's 36, and unless he goes bonkers, no one's probably going to pay him a long-term deal. Off a down season, 22 homers, only hit 234. Do you see him bouncing back to hitting, you know? Here, let me do some over-unders before you analyze them. Uh, 247 average for Bautista this year. Uh, 247. Mm, no, barely under. That's a good over/under, but no under. Uh, twenty-nine home runs. Over. Okay, he's only twenty-two. Oh, he was hurt a lot of last year. That was too low. Um, ninety RBIs. That's a, that's exactly what I have him projected for. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I. You want me to just tell you what I have him projected sure, for? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh. 81 runs, 30 homers, 90 RBIs, 244 average, and two steals. Oh, I was really close. I did say 29 homers. Yeah. I was right there with your projection. So, yeah. uh, you know, still took his walks last year, 16.8% walk rate. That's his best since 2011. So it's not like he was out there, you know, whiffing all the time. But like Encarnacion, had a uh, 14 to 16%. Uh, strikeout rate for the past you know four or five years and went up to 19.9 so right at 20 percent last year so a little concerning yeah definitely concerning i wouldn't i don't think i'm going to be owning batista this year i have him I uh, so pretty low in my uh rankings and i just don't i don't see the uh the risk we re- reward really with him i think uh i think the blue jays are going to be a surprisingly awful team this year uh i think yeah, I don't, I don't, I see them, I see them going the wrong way. Uh, I do like Devin Travis, who's going to be on top of the lineup, and uh, Donaldson could be okay, but I, I don't like the Batista, uh, you know, Kendris, Tulo, Russell Martin, and Justin, uh, Justin Smoke. They're just dying for a three-run homer every inning, 
And I never really liked Estrada. I have problems with Hap. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Blue Jays, I think, are not going to be that great of a team. But uh, Batista uh, specifically, I think there's, yeah, I mean, there's age. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, data out there that says the age curve does not, you don't go up when you're 36. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a lot in a lot of ways. I yeah, guess. Yeah. There, there you go. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I I think it's just like it's just a matter of like he's his career's winding down, and it's probably why he wasn't able to get any sort of decent contract. There's just not there's not going to be much demand for a guy who's a 27 to 30 homer hitter with a 235 to 245 average and nothing else. Yeah. It's just not that interesting. You mentioned Kendris Morales. I don't think we talked him on our last or our only other offseason podcast. Um, but I, I think he's actually a little interesting. 30, I do too. Yeah. And I'm yeah, and but I'm saying from a team standpoint, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, very yeah. one dimensional. I I like him for fantasy because I don't I think he's gonna be totally forgotten about. Yeah, me too. I uh I don't love the utility only. I think it, it, it clogs you up a little bit. Um, but I do think 30 homer, uh, around the 30 homer, 270 guy is good value for where he's going to be drafted, which is always, he's always drafted late. He, he'll be probably, I want to guess, in the 210 range of most drafts. I mean, no one, no one goes crazy for Kendris. Yeah. I mean, he's he's 33, which isn't as old as, like, Batista, and he's only going to DH, and he's only played his career in uh, pitcher parks, Angels, Mariners, Royals. So, you know, maybe he can have a 35, 38 home run season, something like that. Uh, 38 would shock me. 35 is probably, I would say, the ceiling. But 33 homers and not killing you anywhere except for the fact that he has no steals whatsoever. He's not not a terrible guy. I mean, really, if you were to put him up against, say, Trumbo, you're probably not finding that big of a difference in their numbers uh, for next season. Yeah, I, I actually can't disagree with that too much. I mean, Trumbo uh, re-signed with the Orioles, so he's staying in Baltimore. That's good for his value. Uh, obviously had the monster year last year, 47 homers. Only ended up hitting 256. Had a real down second half, which wasn't really a surprise with how hot he started. But uh, what, what do you have him projected for, Trumbo? Like 38 homers? Uh, yeah, I think I have Trumbo. Uh, let me see. I have Trumbo's projections at 80, 80 33, 95, 252. So down okay. from last year. Not, not awful, but down from last year for sure. Yeah, he's someone uh, I probably will be drafting. Another guy with, I mean, this is consistent with his trends, but 25.5% strikeout rate and uh, had a down second half. So, man, he, he ended up not getting very much money. Three-year deal, he's 31 years old. I think it was like $33 million or something like that. I know. I'm surprised, surprised he didn't get paid that much, yeah. He needed Scott Boris. I mean, he had some... He really had a shitty contract signing. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's crazy when you look at thirty million or whatever and, and think that's bad. <laughs> what world are we living in where thirty million is terrible? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he like 
I, he got shafted big time, but especially when he was going into the negotiations with the Orioles had Trey Mancini as their DH up until <laughs> last week. I mean, they had no one. If they didn't have Trumbo, the Orioles had no middle of the lineup. I mean, they had they got Seth Smith and they have Machado and Chris Davis, obviously, and Jones probably still at the top of the lineup. But Trumbo really like balances that team and gives them a real threat in the middle. Um, who doesn't kill you, who isn't as much of a negative as, say, Chris Davis, who's going to strike out so much that, you know, he he's do or die, where Trumbo actually could put a little bit more fear in you that he's not going to just strike out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think also with Trumbo, with, uh, you know, his second half was, it, it was, it was down, and I think he was, uh, you know, he was, he wasn't necessarily... I want to say he wasn't necessarily as good as his first half, obviously, but I don't think he was as bad as his second half either. I I like Trumbo going into last year, and I, I still I don't hate him now, but it's kind of probably depend on where he's getting drafted on whether or not I'm going to own him. I think it'll be too high. Yeah, I mean, when you I can get Morales, I, think it might be. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. necessarily disagree, but I I'm not like totally against him. Like if I look at his numbers, I'm like, you know, I could see him doing 35 homers and 255 again, which isn't terrible. I mean, that's fine. If it's coming at a price of say the sixth round or fifth round in a uh, 12 team league, say uh 60 overall, that's, you know, that's a fair price. Not terrible. If it's, Fourth, third or fourth round, then it starts to get into a situation where Trumbo just isn't really that interesting yeah, anymore. I'll get Morales in like the 16th round or something. Yeah, well, that's the great thing. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm with you there. I, I do like Morales for that reason. I think there's some value there, even though it's a it's it's less flashy. I don't I don't know if I necessarily see that big upside from Morales, but I do think he's probably. He has a his pretty safe floor. I, I I don't think his floor is really that awful. I'm excited to see him in a hitter's park. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, another guy is staying with their former team. Danny Duffy signs a five-year, $65 million extension with the Royals. Coming off his breakout season, probably a pretty good deal to take for a pitcher because you're one pitch away from not getting paid anything. Um, is Danny Duffy going to be one of your sleepers this year? Uh, I don't know. Is he a sleeper? Yeah, you might be right. Maybe not a sleeper. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I haven't done, I haven't released my pitcher uh, rankings yet. But give I us a say... tease. Give us a tease. Give me a nip slip. <laughs> give me it. I'll give you some under boob. <laughs> that, that works. Uh, I went into the uh, off season or the rankings at least thinking I wasn't going to like Duffy, but I, after looking at his numbers, I like him. I, I can't, I can't figure out a way uh, necessarily around, you know, uh, not liking him. I, his fastball went up to 95 miles per hour yeah, on, on average. He has a great, he has a great K's and really nice control. When you have good K's and nice control, it's, it's hard to be too, um, Unimpressed. I mean, I like him. I think he's going to be a solid, low end or high number two. 
Yeah, uh, I, I and, think so too. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and starter rankings. I think he's gonna I, he's gonna be maybe surprisingly high in my rankings. I like I like Duffy a lot. I I don't see too much bad in him. I you know he's uh, I think I, a lot of pitchers take a couple of years to really find their footing, and you know like uh, Arietta, for instance, he he didn't come out you know as good as he became or Kluber. Uh, yeah. another guy uh and duffy uh, you know maybe not in that maybe not one of those guys maybe not arietta or kluber but he's only 28 years old and he had a terrific year last year peripheral wise it, it wasn't predicated on luck yeah yeah 9.42 k's to 2.18 walks that's a great strikeout to walk my only concern and i'm still gonna rank him really high but the only negative i can say is workload uh, 180 innings last year, and never been above 150. So mm-hmm. I mean, unless you com- amalgamate uh, yeah. minor seasons, which I don't think he ever did in a full season. But I don't think, uh, yeah, that isn't like a a huge jump. But and he's also he's already 28 years old, so I'm not that concerned. But yeah, I hear you. I'm just I mean, saying, like, if tough. he starts and you know throwing seven innings by day one, is he going to be you know fine by August once he's already at? 150 innings or what? Yeah, I'm more concerned with he could be uh, like Odorizzi uh, or or another or any pitcher that is like the only bright spot on the team. Like the Royals could be god awful this year. There's a real chance of it. So Duffy could be facing every number one. He could be going against offenses that are much better than his offense with. uh, you know, Moustakis is, you know, he's coming off a terrible year. Kane's coming off a, a pretty down year. Uh, no one really came off a great year. Hosmer wasn't terrible, but there's yeah. there's a real concern that the Royals did not get better this year. So Duffy could be the best part of the team, which is that's a lot sometimes. It could be irrelevant, but, you know, it may be something. Uh, Drew Smiley gets traded to the Mariners. Do you care at all? Nah, I, I mean, Drew Smiley is a kind of like a a workhorse middle of a, ro- a fantasy rotation type guy. Like, you know, not not necessarily someone you throw against every team, but yeah, maybe you go from streamer to possibly having a, a spot on a team. Like, you know, he's he could have he could be okay. I, I'm I'm not that ex- excited that he's at the. You know, he's with the Mariners first race. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't yeah. really do. That doesn't really okay, change yeah. anything for me. The only thing I, I got uh, is uh, he had an eight point five seven K rate last year. I mean, that's yeah. that's interesting. It's still yeah. terrible. Yeah, numbers, it's but. it's a kind of K rate that if he's going well, I could see owning him uh, in any league. Uh, but it's also if he's not doing well and he's going against tough teams, he could be droppable as well. He's you know he. he He's kind of like in the middle there where you're you're really sort of like you, you take a flyer on him. If he doesn't start the season well, then you're probably going to drop him. And he's not necessarily someone you're you wait for him to come around or, you know. Yeah. Um, another interesting pitcher, a guy I just never could buy into last year, but ended up with a pretty decent season. Stan Straley for the Reds and he gets traded to the Marlins, gets to pitch in Crayola Canyon interested in him not not in the least really even I, I, mean, to... no, I, I, I don't I don't 
I mean, yeah, uh, Crayola Canyon's good, um, the Marlins home park, uh, but yeah, it didn't do anything for Wei, Wei Ying Chang last year. Oh, it's, that that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I you know I feel like Edison Volquez as as interesting as Dan Strally is. I mean, they're really like they're relatively like yeah, maybe if it's the right matchup, I. Dan Strally does nothing really for me with his seven plus K rate and three plus walk rate. It's kind of like meh. Yeah, he had a two thirty nine Babbitt last year, eighty one percent left on base, and is a the only thing he's a fly ball pitcher and somehow survived Bank of or not Bank of America. That's the Panthers, Citizens Bank. Wait, no, that's the <laughs> Phillies. Which one? Great America. There it is. Citizens Bank is uh, Phillies. I know. Well, I say, yeah. Then I, I, I was finally getting to the Reds eventually. Great America Ballpark. I just, I had to work through the, work through the bank names. Work through, work through the banks. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, his XFIP last year over five. That was like the uh, Hell or High Water. Did you see that movie? No, I really want to though. I heard it was really oh, good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Although our movie likeness does not cross over but i still can't believe no, you didn't like we, mad we have, max we have we have the similar just because you don't like or you don't appreciate beaches don't write off <laughs> all the movies i like i prefer the lifetime version gray <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're a millennial i think um i, I always go for classic uh especially with bat midler i mean come on uh what was your favorite movie of this year uh, you got one Ah, oh, favorite movie this year. That's a really hard question that I don't think I have an answer for you. Uh, I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but I really liked Rogue One. I thought it was good. Yeah, Rogue One was good. It was better than it had any business being. But I think agree. Like, I, I think Star Wars, like last year, uh, The Force Awakens was basically five just with different characters, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. That was my main knock on it, too. So, it was good. It was definitely a crowd pleaser. I mean, it had all the... Uh, but it, it, it checked all the bo- the boxes. I know. That's, that's why I hated it. I didn't hate it. That's not the right word. But that's I, I felt like it was totally manipulating everyone. Yeah. No, but Rogue One was good. And uh, it was actually, like, the only movie of the last three months I paid for. <laughs> Because <laughs> we missed the screenings for it, I uh, I see I saw a lot of movies over the last six weeks because we get uh, you get the screeners. Yeah, we get the screeners, right? So anyway, yeah. so best movie of the year was Moonlight. Yeah, a lot of people like Moonlight a lot. You like that over uh, La La Land? Uh, La La Land was my second favorite, and I don't like musicals. Yeah, I, that that seems I, to be the consensus. Most people liked it, but even if it they was didn't like so, consensus. it was so effortless. Did you see it? No, I I don't get screeners and don't go to the movie theater enough. <laughs> um, well, what was your what was your second favorite? You got you uh, seen it? I I don't see movies quick enough, so. Uh, oh, okay. Hell or High Water was good. I, I want to see that one. Well, um, uh, you'll like it. It's not. It's not in the realm of beaches, but I mean, it's good. I, I, even though I'm a film major, I'm watching more TV. I mean, it, TV's turning yeah. into film, pretty much. Um, yeah. Like Westworld, I, I like Westworld. Did you Young Pope? No, no. Yeah. I heard of that. Did you watch Westworld? I did. Yeah, I watched it. I thought I it was like... good. It didn't blow my mind. Like. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it was... 
read into by a lot of critics to make it seem like it was better than it was. I agree with that. I don't think it was necessary. Like, if you're watching it, you want to you want to be able to enjoy it without reading a review as to why you enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. And, and it felt kind of like, that's why I think The Americans is so successful, because you watch it and you're like, wow, that's really entertaining. And it can go deeper if you really want to go deeper, where Westworld, it was okay, but then you have to, like, try and figure out, like, Oh, so that means he's doing. Oh, so Anthony Hopkins did, built them to do this, and like, oh, oh, you know, just entertain me on the surface level first before I have to dig into it and really to under to appreciate it. You know, one of my favorite shows that's underrated is The Leftovers. Have you watched that? Oh, uh, that's on the list for my uh, next shows as to which ones I'm going to watch. That show think, is fantastic. That's one yeah, of my favorite shows. Yeah, I think shows. I'm going to watch it. I think that's probably my next show I'll watch. I, uh, I'm almost done with my current show. So I'm, What's your current show? Uh, right now I'm watching Scott and Bailey, <laughs> which is a, uh, it's a British police drama that is on Hulu. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, someone recommended it. It's okay. It's by Sally, um, uh, I want to say Sally Wainwright, uh, no relation to Adam. She did uh, <laughs> Happy Valley, which was excellent. Okay. Happy Valley Happy Valley is very good. Scott and Bailey is okay. It's kind of like a, uh, a remade uh, Cagney and Lacey, which might have been before your time. but there you, you go. You're caught up on Top Chef, right? Oh, yeah, totally. How, how yeah, BS was win. it that I Jamie... Who oh. We should have actually... Well, we weren't talking. We weren't doing a podcast early on. Who do you want to win, Top Chef? Uh, I really like Sheldon. Oh, my God. You you got this... That's the same one, uh, Nick Dick, on uh, the commenter on our site. Uh, Sheldon's he, the man. Yeah, he picked Sheldon. I got Shirley. Oh, we, uh, I like Shirley a lot too. Those are those are two of my favorite. The the whole Jamie drama was ridiculous, though. Oh my god, that one girl with the skank face. She is so effing annoying. <laughs> like, she, there's no reason why she should be on the t- on any on the show. And then Kasuji, um, he he's entertaining, and I I thought actually I would have preferred he stayed uh, versus uh, uh, the other guy. Yeah, uh, this versus. Past uh, week. Yeah, Woo-saw taste, uh, therapy man. The 85-year-old. The therapy anyway, man. But yeah. Kasuji has a restaurant <laughs> that is literally maybe five blocks from me. You can't really say oh, literally. Can we go? It, you can't say literally and maybe really in the same <laughs> sense. But it's like about five blocks from me. It is awful. Oh, it's, it's so, awful? Oh, my God. It's so bad. Uh, it is so, so bad. That, that kind of had that. Like I enjoyed him as a character on the show, and I I kind of wanted him to stay, uh, just because he was entertaining. But his his restaurant is like atrociously bad. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous that he's on the show. Um, uh, where were we going? Uh, let's go to Ivan uh, <laughs> Ivan Nova. Detour. Holy crap! <laughs> that was uh, a fun detour. Yeah. Ivan Nova resigns with the Pirates. I really like this. Yeah, agreed. I think uh, Nova could be anywhere like he's going to be drafted probably in the 250 to 300 range uh barely on 12 team uh 12 team league teams and he's going to be a guy that could potentially like he's the epitome of why you shouldn't draft 
starters early because you could probably get Ivan Nova super late, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up a top 40 starter. Yeah, he was uh, obviously fantastic last year once he got the uh, the Searage effect, right? Uh, yep. 11 starts with Pittsburgh, 52 strikeouts to three walks. Unbelievable. And he was actually yeah. kind of unlucky in that stretch. Uh, I'm trying my, my things being stupid. But, yeah, he had actually a really high BABIP uh, in that stretch too, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. I think uh... – he is going to be a guy that is in April. It's going to be like, hey, do you uh, you trust this? What Nova's doing right now? I'm gonna be like, yep, I told I told you to draft him in the uh, preseason. And then by May, it'll be like, hey, you think Nova can keep this up? <laughs> like, yep, I told you he was going to be good. I see Nova doing really well this year. I I'd be uh, I'd be shocked if you don't get at least more value for what you're going to be drafting him for. Yeah, I agree. He had a 318 BABIP uh, for the Pirates with a 68.7% left on base, which is extremely high if you're never walking anyone to to have people on base and not be stranding them at like a 75% clip. So I, I think there's some even some positive regression. Now I don't know if he's going to be able to and, and on the And with K-Wall. ground balls and, uh, and ground balls and maybe Ks, there is a real chance – no, if Nova were to have a lucky year, like a quote unquote lucky year, Hendrix. where like a like a two fifty Babbitt, yeah. he could be Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, I knew exactly where you're going. We are yeah, simpatico. Like, yeah, totally. Like yeah, um, yeah, we're simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty, can I be Cervico? <laughs> you be simpatico? Uh, you got to do the Pacino voice. <laughs> <Hoo-ah>! <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think Nova, like, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't project him, and I wouldn't say he's going to be a top 10 starter, but that's the kind of, like, he's the kind of pitcher who could be surprised, and it could be like, holy crap, Nova's got a 2.5 ERA? Like, that's yeah. what you could get from Nova, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, could you say the same for Clay Buckholtz going to the yeah. NL? Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Uh, do you care at all about him on the Phillies? Uh, I think probably best case scenario is what you got from Hellickson last year, which was passable. I mean, it's uh, you know like a three seven five ERA, uh, which is best case scenario, which in reality really isn't that great. <laughs> isn't that great of a case scenario? But yeah, Hellickson could be decent. I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I mean, not Hellickson, uh, Buckholtz. I don't think he's going to be, you know, necessarily someone you're going to own all year in a 12-team league. But, yeah, I mean, he could be okay. He could be better than he's been, at least. Let's say that. He's been a, you know, close to a five-year-a guy in two of the last three years. Uh, I think he could probably be a three-seven to four-year-a guy, which for NL only team, for NL only leagues, that's not terrible. It's okay. Um, the Orioles signed Wellington Castillo. I only bring this up because, I don't know, I, I think Wellington Castillo is interesting. You you put him in, I know he was in, in uh, Arizona, a good hitter spark, but he's in a good one again, better lineup around him. I know they, they still have, uh, what's-his-face, that other catcher uh, that's okay. Yeah, which is a problem. Caleb jo- Joseph. Is Caleb yeah. Joseph going to start? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. 
if like sometime in March they take a flyer even on Weeders. Like this could get real messy. Yeah, that's I true. think uh, Caleb Joseph could end up with a third of the uh, a third to maybe even more of the bats. Like the um, maybe. I don't know, 40%, 45% of the – I don't want to say half, but he could steal a lot of time, Caleb Joseph. He which, was awful last year. Oh, man, yeah, I didn't realize no, he was I that know, bad. But they, but, yeah, but they use him a lot. <laughs> I, I know. Think, I don't know how his glove is, to be totally honest. Uh, he could be good with the glove, so that may be uh, helping him get the playing time. But, yeah, Willington isn't – I mean, he's not bad. He's just – I don't know if he's necessarily a guy you're going to hold all year. I think he might be a 17 homer, 240 hitter at, at best case scenario, which is eh, it's you know it's pretty borderline in a 12 team league, but you know deeper leagues it's got some value. All right, um, another guy, power hitter, changing teams, not going to a power park, but maybe getting everyday at bats is Peter O'Brien. Might be your DH for the Royals. Any interest there? Deep leagues? Uh, yeah, a lot of interest if he does get a job. As of right now, I think he's on the outside looking in. I don't really, know. Who, who are they going to play? Uh, well, they have they have a lot of uh, what you call it. They have a lot of like scrubs. Basically, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they. But they played Scrubs last year. That's why they have like uh, Chelsler, Colbert, Colbert. Oh, yeah. um, they have uh, Whit Merrifield. Uh, yeah. No, I mean guys. Uh, maybe that they they'll move on from. I don't know. Uh, hopefully O'Brien does play because I would like to see what he can do and if uh, whether or not he's just a quad A player. Um, you know, for those not familiar with O'Brien, he's a guy with big-time power in the minor leagues that just hasn't really got a playing job yet, a uh, starting job. He's um, like a, probably a 30-homer hitter if he, had, if he got 500 at-bats. Yeah, he had uh, 29 last year in 470 at-bats. Now, most of those were in AAA, but... Right, but I think at his age, I mean, if he's a quad-A player, then he's going to hit... 25 homers in the major leagues and 189 <laughs> you yeah. know that's i mean that could be that could be the problem he may not hit 200 uh in the majors with the occasional home run uh, but you know i think it's silly for the royals to have traded for him and then not even give him an opportunity but as of right now i don't in the depth charts that i i'm looking at i don't see him with a starting job uh yeah, it, I'm looking at one where he's behind Cuthbert as well, but yeah, and his strikeout rate is just putrid. He was 34 percent in the minors, uh, and 40 percent in 67 plate plate appearances in the majors. That's not very good. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like he could hit 180 uh, with 30 homers, which is not good at all. Yeah. Uh, uh but. It'd be nice to see him at least get the chance to do that because uh, I don't think the Royals are going anywhere this year. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, Sagan off time, Gray. Roger <laughs> Davis had oh, a pretty yeah. good year last year. Ooh, yeah. yeah. 12 home runs, 43 <laughs> steals, and gets uh, traded to Oakland where you'd assume he'd play a good amount of the time. 
Yeah, the king of Sagnoff. He's, uh, I think he's their leadoff hitter as of right now, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know who else Probably. really they would get. Maybe they, I don't know. Sometimes with Billy Bean teams, they do some wacky things depending on the pitchers. But as of right now, I, I, I would put Rajay first uh, leading off. I don't see really anyone else that they could lead off with. Maybe Vote is about the only other guy I could potentially see uh, in the leadoff uh, Simeon, spot. Simeon, maybe? He has mm, he's not really a leadoff he's type He's not hitter. really a good on base guy. Oh. Um, yeah, if, oh. they're, if they're playing a lefty, they'd, uh, they'll definitely lead him off because he crushes lefties. Uh, right. Yeah, t- for sure. And hopefully they let him... That's the one problem with uh, Billy Bean teams. They like to platoon everyone. So hopefully they let Rajai play every day. Um, but you know, even if he doesn't, he's a, he's a guy that's actually worthwhile owning in, in all leagues, even, even shallow leagues. Yeah, oh, if, yeah. if you I can platoon so. him in and out of your lineup, because when he actually plays, he's really productive. Other Sagnoff and it's bias Sagnoff time. Woo! Brewers <laughs> make an excellent deal. Uh, sign Neftali Feliz for $5.3 million in a one year deal. No risk. You know, low risk, high reward, because we've really been very good at developing bullpen arms. And the couple times I watched Neftali Feliz uh, in per well, not in person, but you know when I watched him pitch live, I know his numbers didn't end up coming out that great last year. But he was throwing hard and looked pretty good. What do you uh, so you prefer to see him than Knebel? Um. I think Knebel is still. I think the ultimate goal is Feliz has like a two fifty ERA and a bunch of saves, or most most of his saves converted and, 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 and trade him. and trade him. And Knebel looks a lot better than he did last year. Uh, as I mentioned on the last podcast, Knebel came in hurt, and I think that kind of threw him off. But Knebel's fastball curveball is fantastic. I think if he can just Get that one little oomph, you know, stay healthy in spring. I think he's right there to be a, a pretty dominant closer. Uh, so you put him in the eighth, let Neftali take the pressure off for a little bit, and then trade him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking closers in the preseason is like trying to grab a wet noodle. It's uh, it's not the easiest. Or one of those uh, we, we, wet, wet we, noodle. <laughs> we haven't started watching beaches that. yet. Don't go reaching for my wet noodle. <laughs> As long as I don't watch the uh, remake. I'm not down with that <laughs> remake. Um, yeah, watch. he had a, a <laughs> really high strikeout rate, over 10 strikeouts per nine. Uh, Who? Who's that? Uh, Kniebel? Uh, or, uh, no, this is Neftali. And his fastball went back up to his pre-Tommy John days, 96 miles an hour fastball last year. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, Sagnoff, I'm, I'm drafting anyone who's getting uh, saves. I don't care. If uh, if he's at the top of the uh, or I guess it would be the top, yeah. If he's in the ninth inning, I'm grabbing Feliz. I just he's absolutely. I don't, I don't, I'm just wondering closer. if it's the best idea for the Brewers uh, to go to let Kniebel, uh pitch setup for another year. But I guess it doesn't hurt him. I think I think it's a great move, and yeah. uh, Feliz is absolutely your closer, Dan. Well, I mean, there's some risk oh, yeah. because oh, he's you a. Know, I'm not doubting that. Feliz okay. is definitely the closer. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's a I'm, fly I'm ball just guy. Saying, I'm doubting whether or not it made sense to go and get someone, and not just let Knebel get the opportunity. But I, I agree. If Feliz, 
is you know worth a you know if you get him and he does really well and you could trade him it's it's not a bad gamble it's a good it's a good move okay um i think that's it for my uh news recaps i'm sure i missed some stuff gray what i miss um i don't know i would say maybe nothing but potentially something i know when you're when you're in the off season <laughs> for the, the best hedge ever i know when you're in the off season if you're trying to remember news that's you know every other day over the past 30 days it's hard to remember but we're gonna try to do this i don't even know i think i ran this by it Greg. try to do this bi-weekly until march until we go weekly again uh are we doing bi-weekly uh, i think we can that's not that's okay. that's only a few more podcasts until march okay yeah we'll do bi-weekly then i don't know i think people you know people enjoy our uh, our rapport even if it's not quite uh ralph it's and not, help not Ra- ralph and help Ralph, 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 Ralph. <laughs> on our next Ralph. podcast. That's the worst benefit forever. Ralph, <laughs> Ralph. Oh man! On our next podcast, we'll talk about Gray's ranks. Start getting into those as you prepare for your drafts. And uh, Gray, let's go out on the metronome. Uh, okay. So I had my metronome was going about 1600 beats every 10 minutes and then it dropped to 1500. Do you think I'm um, going too fast or I'm dragging? Am I, am I rushing or am I dragging? Oh, good God. I have absolutely no idea what 1600 I'm, beats is Wait, this is a metronome podcast. you got to give people an answer. We're the worst metronome podcast out there. We're also the best. <laughs> All right, great. Take it easy, man. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I'm excited to see you in person. It's going to be weird. It's going to kind of break the illusion that we we have that we both think of ourselves as classy people. We're going to realize that we're not. <laughs> Why? Wait. Wait, wait, wait. You thought I was a classy person? <laughs> Should save some of this for the podcast. Um, oh, I, oh, this is going. Oh, I'm recording. We've got, uh, out, we've got outtakes. To oh, put yeah, because this is gold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't want to miss all my uh, um, um, st- uh, stammers. <laughs> oh, man. We almost missed one of Gray's stammers. Damn. <laughs> Thank God we got that in. I'm like uh, Hugh Grant. If, if only thing Hugh Grant did was stammer rather than everything else he does. That is absolutely wonderful. Oh, my God. Hugh Why? Why? What? Hugh Grant's beautiful. Shut up. <laughs> He's a wonderful person. You're a, you're a short Jersey version of Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant starring in Nottingham's Trash Heap. Uh, Hugh Grant starring the situation without the muscles. <laughs> Just the, the dumb Jersey accent. <laughs> I'm, situ- I'm situation but not good looking. <laughs>